Today on the news and why it matters, uh, ICE offices hit with a wave of violence, threats, threats against their children. Got a lot to get into with that. And the latest poll numbers in the Democrat primary may surprise you guys. It's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, A lot coming up. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by Glenn Beck, Stubergear, and Jason Howerton. Thanks for being here, gentlemen. Uh, before we get into the show, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is a company that I trust. I've trusted them for a long time. They do not work for the banks. They are an independent, family-owned and operated um, institution that can cover you coast to coast. And they, they work with all the banks, but they don't work for the banks. They work for you. So many times these mortgage companies, they will get kickbacks from the bank. Hey, we're offering this special deal. You get people to buy into this loan and we'll give you an extra 10 grand or whatever it is. They don't do that. That's why they're different. They don't jam you into a loan that isn't right for you. They listen to you. And they've actually turned people on. They've turned Stu down um, for a crazy idea that he had. Um, but I know for a fact that they, when, if you're in an iffy territory, they just sort of like, you shouldn't take this loan out. Uh, and they won't, they won't do it because they're fiscally responsible for you. They're working out for you. It's American Financing. Call them at the number at the bottom of the screen, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, so threats against ICE. Are, uh, they're escalating at this point. Yeah, um, you wouldn't know it if you were watching the media. You wouldn't. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. nowhere. But we'll hear about what Donald Trump tweets, I'm sure, yes. on CNN. Yes. Not so much that uh, ICE, ICE offices and even uh, private companies who are contracted by ICE uh, are being targeted. There was a shooting early yesterday at, uh, what was it, San Antonio, the San Antonio ICE office. Mm-hmm. And um, the day before that, there were protesters and they were actually out uh targeting specific people who worked in this geo group who's the private contractor they were talking about their children's names they were talking about where they went to church where they went to school let's watch we know where we know all our children live throughout the country john bolfin you have kids and you have kids and we know everything about you and you won't just be seeing us here we know you sleep at night we know what kind of dog food you buy your dogs we're not actually joking you go to church and you live on road. We are not joking. Uh, Glenn, mm. 2019, kind of insane. Mm-hmm. It's um, uh, remarkable, and yet not, that the media uh, doesn't cover the. I mean, did we catch? I think we caught the guy who firebombed ICE a couple of weeks ago, right? They get killed, right? Was he killed? Right. Oh, yeah, he, Listen yeah. to this. We don't know, and we're right. in the media. Right. We're in the media, and we're all like, I, I can't really remember. Because we were probably the only people that covered it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in mainstream, nobody is covering these things. Now, you have a shooting yesterday. We didn't even really know about it. That wasn't everywhere. Why is that? You have Ocasio-Cortez and others saying they need to disband ICE, we need to destroy ICE, calling them out and saying, go after them. 
Not like targeting a district. She's calling them Nazis and saying they're running concentration camps. camps. It's a little more than just <laughs> these guys are Correct. not good people. Right. And now they are now they are out and they are doxing people and their children. Wait a minute. What was it yesterday? We were talking about somebody in television that didn't like it that somebody approached them <laughs> while he had his children. Fredo. What? <laughs> oh my Why? God! Wait. Fred, yeah. Fred we bleep that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Notice this is what they're doing. Where's Chris Cuomo on this one? Mm-hmm. This doesn't fit their narrative. And this is why um, uh, you have conspiracy theories. This, why you, this is why you have discord. This is why you have the lowest trust in the media of all time. Why? Because people know this is about politics. How are you going to run a country... How are you going to be a democracy, as they like to say, when people don't know the truth? You, you can't what, self-rule if you don't know what the truth is. What boils my blood is we spent weeks on the narrative that, that words and rhetoric are dangerous. And Trump's rhetoric kills people. That's the news cycle we've been in for weeks and then you have people who are out there saying it. We're not kidding. We know where you live. We, you, these are your kids. But that's not a big deal. That's not rhetoric that leads to shootings or that leads to bombings at ICE facilities. Like, I don't know how the the hypocrisy could get any deeper, yet we're still in this mode where we kind of just sit back and take it and and CNN doesn't cover it and and, and we're the only ones talking about it. So there was the, you remember, it was Tulsi Gabbard, right? No, who was it that was shot? Uh, oh, oh you're Tulsi. thinking Gabby Giffords. Gabby Giffords. Gabby Giffords. Sorry, so, Tulsi. Yeah, yes. sorry, Tulsi. Uh, so uh, uh, Gabby Giffords was shot. I was sitting in a play in, in New York on Broadway, and I was handed a note in the middle of it. My, my, my wife was like, can you just enjoy? And <laughs> I'm handed a note, and it, it tells me what had just happened. And she just looked at me, and I said, our life may, may have just changed. Uh, and all that week, you remember, all that week, we were waiting to be fired because not we were connected. In fact, the shooter not, yeah. happened to be a liberal, a lefty, and a crazy man on top of that. But we were waiting to be fired for that. Do you think anybody who has talked about ICE, who has said anything uh, about concentration camps who have backed them up, who have said anything on the air at all about ICE. Do you think they're waiting to be fired? Do you think they're waiting to get a stern talking to? Mm. I mean, no. no. Maybe even a clearer example, because, you know, look, the ICE thing, thankfully, didn't result in anyone dying in this particular case. It's still a serious thing and would be certainly brought up. It's not for lack of trying. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, would be a lot more prominent if it had gone the other way politically. But, I mean, the El Paso thing is... There could not be a more crystal clear example of this. Well, before wait, wait, before we leave, before we leave ICE, there's another thing that's interesting that they're not covering. This was a shooting, not a firebomb, yeah. but a shooting at a time when everyone's talking about gun control. They're not covering a shooting. Yeah. Well, now gun, move on. It, to well, it's such a great thing with the shooting when if you're on the left, because if, if someone on the right does it, it's politics. If someone on the left does it, it's guns. Right. Like, uh, they, so you always have a great argument to be able to assign blame to someone you don't like. Um, but on the El Paso shooting, again, the manifesto, they just came out with a, uh, a giant expose in the New York Times, which describes in detail all the times prominent right wing uh, people in talk radio uh, in, in politics said the word invasion. I mean, they 
they, it's incredible. Like they went in incredible detail and manpower to make sure that they can make the case that anyone who said invasion is partially responsible for this El Paso shooting. The exact same document outlines all sorts of environmental claims which have been made by every Democratic presidential candidate and every left-wing website and every left-wing personality over and over and over again. How bad commercialism is, how bad capitalism is, how bad waste is, how bad um, you know uh, over-harvesting our resources are. All of these random normal left-wing complaints and much, much clearer language in much more detail than what he went into when it comes to the border. And he wrote it in the same document. He didn't say, here's my reason number one. And, and the, also the environment. He wrote them as equal parts of this. And they don't even acknowledge it in these stories. And beyond that, and now I read this in Australia because I was in Australia and I haven't checked it up prior to the show and I should have. Um, but I believe the shooter had just broken up with his girlfriend, who was Mexican or Hispanic, one of the two. Mm. Um, and he was disgruntled about that. I think this is what I read in the Australian paper. So it probably is more accurate than anything. <laughs> probably, yeah. um, But she had just, he had just broken up. So how can this guy, how can you say he was motivated by race if he was, if he was dating a Hispanic? Really? It's a it's a it's a tough twist, and really, we all know that they will do any twist, any gymnastics needed to blame what essentially boils down to Donald Trump, right? I mean, like as much as it, a lot of this stuff gets blamed to the right, and you know, uh, that's always been the pattern here. But this is really—they're going crazy with it. I mean, the idea because this goes back to targeting and, and the Gabby Giffords thing. We were there at that time, and they looked for anything, anything that would tie. Any right-wing personality, and of course we went through it most directly then, um, any right-wing personality to any shooting. So, I mean, if, if, we, you know, if you happen to be for lower taxes and some guy who's a shooter says, I think taxes are too high, well, that was the right-wing right wing fault. Uh, now it's specific to Trump, and that, which they'll just go after him for anything. I mean, invasion and, and having a border concerns is not some random new thing that's assigned to Donald Trump. Like, he does he, you know, is it a little bit new for a president to use language like that? Sure. Then um, that is, you know, something notable. But the idea that it, it inspires shootings is completely irresponsible. Here is, here is what everyone is missing and the reason why Donald Trump was elected on this issue. The average American living in the heartland, and I think probably big time now in L.A. and, and other places, they're seeing when they go to the hospital a huge, a huge line. When, when their kids uh, want to wear a flag shirt, some kid who's here illegally has a problem. Their kids can't get into college or have to pay for college, and these kids get a much lower rate. More importantly, what they see is their job, they don't know if their job is stable. Look at the stock market today. How many of us are, are comfortable that, oh yeah, the United States is very stable. The, the government and the, and the economy is very stable. I'm not. Down 800 points today? Yeah. So you look today and you say, the average person, especially in the heartland, seeing their towns dry up and blow away, their jobs dry up and blow away, and then you see a whole party Standing up and saying, no, we want more illegals. Come on in. Just open up the gates. The average person, that is terrifying. 
not because they're from Mexico, but because they feel like their job, their livelihood, their towns, everything they know is just being flushed down the toilet. They feel like, wait, isn't any of isn't my life important? Jason, um, how responsible do you think the media is, not for individual actions, but just for the the growing anger at, you know, at Border Patrol, at ICE, uh, at these people doing their jobs, enforcing the laws? So I, I'm very careful to assign blame because I do not feel like, I mean, I feel like you can create an atmosphere that mm-hmm. puts, that ratchets up the pressure, which mm-hmm. is never good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the media is responsible, but I think they can't, they, with, with, those protests out in the streets with people calling for their children's names would not be happening if they weren't meant to feel as if there was something they think in their heads that Nazis are taking children and mm-hmm. starving them and throw, making them sleep on the floor. Yeah, Ocasio-Cortez but- is probably more at fault on this one. Yeah. Again, you can create the, the atmosphere, and she didn't do it, uh, but... When you are now talking, and she was just asked, are you sorry for that? I mean, you got a lot of heat for that. Are you sorry for that? No, 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 I'm not. I mean, when you when you're convincing people that there are Nazis. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, look, I think uh, I think we all agree that zero percent of the blame should go to anyone other than the person who's actually doing it. Right. Right. I mean, for individual actions. Absolutely. We can go to this point of like Jim Beam really creates an environment which creates drunk driving deaths. It's true at some level, Jim right? Not the Jim one. Beam is 0% responsible. It's all about our, you know, our individual resp- responsibility when it comes to these things. Separately from that, though, you, these are really bad points. They do create uh, political dysfunction, for sure. I mean, look, a crazy person can do what a crazy person does. You don't always need a justification. Or a trigger, you know, like, right? Right, exactly. Like, we always say this about, like, terrorists. We're like, oh, well, we're creating, well, we're giving them these reasons to bomb people. Well, they're going to find a reason to bomb people. They're terrorists, right? Like, the guy who shot Gabby Giffords said grammar was the reason. He, he thought there was a real problem with our grammar system. I mean, I, I, how do you solve that one? You don't, right? But I do think that, like, it does create a massive political dysfunction to the point of where people who have good intent are so misled yeah. by what the actual facts on the ground are, they can't solve what, sh- what should be really easy equations and, and, and sensible conversations and things that we should be able to actually fix in the country. It can't, they can't like, be solved. Like, basic things like... Is ICE running detention camps? Right. Or right. Like, this is basic. why can't the media go fact check that and right. set the record? Like, I just don't get why we're now, the news cycle is like, AOC gets to decide yeah, what's the truth, and then they report it. Mm-hmm. AOC says this is fact. And yeah. then, okay, well, where's the, where's the pushback? Yeah. Uh, all right, the latest poll numbers in the Democratic primary when we come back. So mad I saw, um, of course, it was not on mainstream media. It was on... Uh, Still, some rather shocking, might I say, uh, poll numbers coming out from you, what, UDOCOV? Uh, YouGov, yeah. YouGov, YouGov w- uh, in conjunction with The Economist. Um, it's a decently rated pollster, um, not top of the line, and it does, it does have some... There's a couple caveats with it. It was a lar- very large sample. Um, it was an, uh, an online op- opt-in poll, not like a shady, like, you know, the polls that we do at what the What you're end of saying the show. is it was uh, not a scientific poll like we have. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind right. of the reverse of what I'm saying, actually. It's amazing. Um, so there are a little bit of caveats. I do think, like, at times you get more activists in polls like this that sort of would reflect some of these differences. Let me just give you the poll here. The, the top line is very strange. 21% for Joe Biden, which is the lowest you've seen him in a long time. 20% for Elizabeth Warren. One point behind. 
And then Bernie Sanders close behind it as well with uh, 16%. If it was activists, wouldn't you think that Bernie Bernie. Sanders, at least even if he was number two, I mean, look, this is a pretty decent show. Him being behind by five is also a a pretty big storyline here. So it could be. I mean, I, you know, look, that's just a theory of mine. I don't have science to back that one up. Um, But I do think that that occasionally when you're when you're saying I would like to be polled, you are a certain type of person, an insane person, for example. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like I think a lot of times you'll get people who want to tell their opinion and maybe they're a little bit more activist. Uh, bottom line with that is um, this is only one poll. It's not reflective of all of them. It does it does show, though, so, uh, maybe an exaggerated example of what's actually been happening in the other polls, which is, you know, Warren rising. I think, you know, people who are in that I want a socialist sort of camp are saying uh, I've got a choice between Sanders and Warren. And honestly, I think it's Warren. And I, I find this to be fascinating because I she just does not seem like the type of candidate that's going to do well against Donald Trump. Can you picture her on a debate stage with Donald Trump? I just, no. I, it just seems like a terrible decision. We kind of got a preview of what that decision looks like with Hillary Clinton, right? Like she's sort of like Hillary Clinton with less charm, uh, which is hard to <laughs> pull off. Uh, frankly, uh, it's not a, it's not a good move for them. Um, I think you can look at it and say, there is a lot of times through these campaigns where, can, where candidates have runs, right? Like, you know, Buttigieg was up at 15 at one point. Now he's down at more like five. Harris was up at 17 at one point. Now she's down more like eight. Beto was up at 15. Now he's down at zero. Uh, and this boy, I think he was at three or five. Five. He got to five. This is, this, by the way, best wow. part of a while for Beto. Making his um, run. And you mean thought, Bob Frank? Bob Frank, sorry. I thought Thank after him trying to change that tire, he, he was yeah. like in the negatives by now. <laughs> no, that helped him. Apparently the tire changing was a big deal. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not find that to be authentic and uh, genuine? I did not. Did I, you see him? I did he, not. I saw a video of him buying ma- uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese wow. Wow. at the grocery store. <laughs> he was there. He's just like me. He's I've just I've done like that. Me. I've, I've done that exactly before. Right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a really good poll for Beto right now. 5% is a massive poll. Um, the other thing to look at this is... There's a really important line between 1% and 2% right now. If you look at these gra- uh, this graphic one more time, Tulsi, I think, is north of 2%. Yeah, she's at 2. Booker's at 2. Um, Klobuchar being at 1. Yang being at 1. Castro being at 1. That doesn't qualify you for the next round of debates. You have to get to 2. So they need four qualifying polls. It's a long, sorted details. But like people like Castro uh, are in, in trouble. Klobuchar's in serious trouble of missing these debates. And once you start missing debates, is, do you even bother showing up? Why not, why not just cancel? Um, you know what? Gabbard's in trouble, too, on that one. She, she is not, does not have the, you know, she, you have to get to donations, uh, donation level as well, which she, is, she probably will hit. Uh, but the polling is, is a problem for a lot of these candidates. I mean, you're going to see this field cut from 24, 25 down to 11, maybe 12 that make this next round of debates. Um, so, and that's another question. Do you, do you dump a dozen people mm-hmm. on one stage or you break it up into six and six? They're going to have to make all these decisions. Um, but that, as you look at these polls as they come out, that one to 2% line is a really important line to look for. Tulsi Gabbard just went off to mm-hmm. serve yeah. mm-hmm. for two weeks. Guarantee that's why she will not win. There's no way for her no. to win. Here's a woman who... I actually like, I liked her more for that. I was like, oh, wow, good for you. She's got her priorities right. She serves the country. You can't, you're a Democrat? Yeah. You think you're going to be elected in the primary if you're part of the war machine for this evil country? I mean, Mm. think of the balls that that took for her to, to do and not try to get out of. And I actually liked her for that. 
Yeah. Her, her views are super on the other side of this, right? Like she did go and fight in the military and she has real credibility and served the country and done a hell of a lot more for it than I ever have. Um, but she's also like, you know, probably one of the most, the furthest towards isolationism in the entire field. That's why she has some libertarian uh, support because mm-hmm. her, her foreign policy views are pretty much on that line. Um, she, I think America's going there, though. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And, and it certainly the, fits with the Democratic Party. Right. Um, this is the key that, that I think it shows how far off the mark the, the Democrats now are. Mm-hmm. You have somebody who's an isolationist. Well, we've been at war for almost 20 years now. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm for stopping these endless wars. I, I wasn't at that point in 2002. I'm there now. You got a lot of things going for you. She's serving in the military. That would have been something they would have highlighted. Oh yeah, she would have been, a, you know, a fighter pilot, and they would all you would have seen all of the stuff about her serving. Now they're hiding from it. I it mean, just shows how far left they're, they've they're gone. picking abortion, late term abortion. They're picking border stuff. They're picking all the stuff that like America as a whole is kind of on the same page about. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few like standard things that we all yeah. agree on, and they're like, let's. Let's be against those things. And yeah. so I think it's going to be a big mistake for them going against Trump in yeah. 2020. And Gabbard has some quirks. There's no doubt about it. The Assad stuff is very strange. Um, you know, her back history is, you know, she violates all sorts of liberal, acceptable policies uh, in her history. But there's a world where Tulsi Gabbard is a dream candidate for the, for the Democrats, a person who served in the military, who's, you know, uh, friendly to the camera, who's young, who's, she who's, uh, who, who's she not white, God forbid, uh, who's, a, who's, a, who's not a man. All these amazing things, plus military service would be a great formula. I don't in know if that happens. the days of Mondale Ferraro, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Geraldine, for, uh, oh, Geraldine yeah. Ferraro, but she was a vice president, the first woman vice presidential candidate, blah, blah, blah. She could have won. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, she is more than a dream candidate for the Democratic Party of even Clinton era. Because she's also serious. Like, the thing about Gabbard is, like, she is a serious person. You see it on stage. It, you know, you see the people like Bernie, even Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren and Biden. Like, they're talking in these sort of, like, cliches and... And it feels like you're watching politics. With her, it feels like you're watching like a secretary of defense, which yeah. very well might be what she's going for in a Biden administration. And I, you know, I, I remind people of this all the time because I think it's one of the weirdest quirks of this entire election cycle. Tulsi Gabbard was vetted for a role inside the Trump administration. In the Trump administration, she is a she is a she's an odd bird as a candidate. Um, and I do think that. I feel like VP, she might be too much of an odd bird for Biden, but like Secretary of Defense or one of those t- high-end foreign policy roles, maybe even state, uh, she, she, she would be a legitimate, a legitimate um, uh, possibility there. And I think that's kind of where she's thinking right now. That's why you see her as so defensive of Biden mm-hmm. and so much you see attacking people like Harris. I think she's found her little niche here. And she's an interesting candidate. I mean, she's always going to be one of the highest Googled people after these debates because people are like, who is this person? I mean, she stands out. Uh, so and, and not in a Marianne Williamson sort of way. Yeah, yeah which uh, I didn't see her on that poll. I'm very worried I'm about upset. your girl. I'm uh, she's getting a lot of zeros and ones in these polls. I don't know if she's going to be in the next debates. Darn it. It's all computers <laughs> recognize those zeros and ones. That's true. So that's good. That's true. That's true. She's, she's winning.
Glenn, big announcement today. Yeah, we're going to be in Salt Lake City on December 7th. I'm doing one show only, Kingsbury Hall of Christmas Stories. It's a lot of laughs, no politics. If you're a Blaze subscriber, you get them first. They go on sale for the public on Friday. Go to glennbeck.com. Use Blaze Media as the code. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, we were just discussing the uh, the latest Democrat poll. I also did not see Gillibrand. She's in big trouble. On that poll. Uh, she, you know, the, the, the <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw her face. I'm sorry. It was, <laughs> she is a weird thing. She is a very strange, strange character. Um, I, I, she is in big trouble. I mean, I, you know, the, the three, there's three women, which are Gabbard, your girl Marianne, mm-hmm. and Gillibrand, who are all in massive trouble of mm-hmm. missing this next round of debates. And, like, I, you know, Gabbard, I think, has a chance of getting there. Mm-hmm. But I, why are Democrats so sexist, though? That's what I, I, I want to know. The I know. That's candidates. what I want to know. I mean, look at the top of the ticket. You got, uh, you know, you've Biden. 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 Uh, you've got Sanders up there. Buttigieg is up there. Only two, 40% of the top five candidates are women. That's, that's disgraceful. It's really disgusting. disgusting. Uh, so Gillibrand, I think, is probably she's doing everything she can, just putting her last ditch effort into her campaign. And she is putting the, the wager Go for it. on, yeah, on, on guns. And, uh, you know, banning assault weapons and also prosecuting uh, those who do not mm. turn their Good weapons luck with over that. to the government. Let's listen to what she had to say. The next prong of that is if you're supportive of a, of a mandatory buyback, then the, the, the next step is that you then prosecute, criminally prosecute those who don't sell them back, which could result in jail time for those individuals. Are you supportive of that? So the point is you don't want people using uh, assault weapons. Um, oh. And so the point is if you are arrested for using an assault weapon, you're going to have uh, an aggravated felony. I mean, the whole point is when you uh, make it a crime to own an assault weapon, then if you are found using it, uh, that would be the issue. <laughs> what? Oh, weird line she's walking there. She also, this, and I will give it to CNN, they did push back and, you know, ask follow-up questions, which is not normal for them, especially when Gillibrand was out. I mean, she was giving all of the cliches about the NRA, the evil NRA who care about, you know, money more than they care about our children. I mean, she was putting out all the stops. Um, And did she ever actually, because I don't think she answered there. No. She seemingly tried to carve out an area where if you own a gun but never use it, you're (laughs) never going to get in trouble. Like, so, like, if you're, if you're, if they come into your house for some other reason and your gun is in a safe and it's an assault weapon you're not supposed to have, she doesn't ever answer that scenario, right? She's like, if you come out and you start shooting people, then you're going to get arrested. (laughs) Well, yeah, we got it, I guess. But she did kind of, and she was asked about the mandatory. Um, buyback. I love she, the buyback language, by yes. the way. It's like the best yeah. way to get around confiscation. Yes. Like, yes. Well, and she's like, oh, well, and she said, I mean, of course we're we're going to be compensating yeah. people for that right. for what they pay. I was like, I was called like, uh, confiscate and compensate. Yeah. Like that's not a that's not that's just stealing my stuff. Like it, it's 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 eminent domain, right? Like it's say, hey, take my land because you've got something more important to do with it. Well, well you want to melt down my weapons so you get to take it. I always like like and again like it never even gets talked about because it's so unconstitutional. But it's like, how much does this cost? Yeah. <laughs> Like it's we're like think of think of the idea of like we are advocating a policy in which the government takes tax dollars, buys things, and then gets rid of them. 
it's like cash for clunkers, right? Like we're going to take people's cars and we're just going to mash them all down and like because we want them to get other cars. Good investment. It's a real, yeah, it's it really a real good investment. And I and, and you're a gun owner, right? Yep. I mean, like, I, and uh, I think you are too, right, Sarah? Like, thanks for putting me on a list. Yeah, you're on a list. I mean, well, I she, was, and then I I lost. Oh, mine. You, you know what? The same thing happened to Pat Gray. That's, <laughs> same that's thing, so and Glenn crazy. Beck. And, I, uh, I don't right. know where it went. But uh, Jason has a massive arsenal, and so he uh, no. But it's like it's one of these <laughs> things where um, if let's just say they ban these things, yep. and you had you got fifteen hundred dollars to go buy an, uh, an assault weapon, an AR-15. What are you going to do with that $1,500? You're going to go buy two or three uh, handguns. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if anyone notices this, but uh, the much higher percentage of mass shootings happen with handguns than they do uh, uh, rifles. It's, uh, you know, uh, I think it's 24%. It's 24 or 27%. That's not what I. That's not the impression rifles. that I get when I watch. Television. I know it's weird, huh? Because I think it's what's it's something like fi- it's over fifty percent uh, are with handguns. And look, you know, the idea that like the assault weapon is the reason a mass shooting happens is blatantly insane. I mean, it's easier with you have two hands. If you have a handgun, you can walk into a room and shoot two directions instead of one at a time. <laughs> like it's like it could be twice as efficient. And yeah. like you have multiple handguns instead of having one, uh, you know, uh, AR or whatever assault rifle it happens to be. Like these things are not problems that are solved by the policies that you're trying to apply to them. You know, there's no logic associated. It is blatantly uh, an emotional appeal. And, you know, we've heard recently, like, you know, there's been a few kind of conversions of Republicans who have been like, OK, now I'm, I'm no longer like really with this whole Second Amendment thing. And and, and that's the, still the appeal there. It's like, well, we should we should become a little more emotional about it. We could be as emotional as we want, but that you don't make your best decisions when you're emotional. Let, let me speculate do they do they really think are they are they trying to be exploitive on emotion or do they really think that by banning assault rifles mm-hmm. that it's going to stop mass shootings I, I go back and forth i yeah and this is why i think the average person thinks it would help yes and i, I and that's misled. why they're 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 using it right like mm-hmm. i think the I, I legitimately believe the average person on your facebook okay. feed that's complaining mm-hmm. about these things thinks it would actually solve them so, or help yeah. what, as i watch the media and reporters report on guns this is why i, I just wonder if they if it really is an ignorance issue because they literally don't know like basic yeah. base level like what i learned when when my dad taught me to shoot a gun stuff mm-hmm. about guns and so um i actually offered on twitter you know it's a it's a real offer to any editor of any news website or news organization i will train or i'll, I'll yeah. put together a presentation whatever like just there's like some really simple things you have to know first if you're going to try to talk about gun control or legislate or whatever mm-hmm. i can do it for congress too if, if washington wants to fly me down to, to give like a, <laughs> like a 101, Guns 101. Um, but I, I want to go, this is what I said today, is, is these are the people who are trying to legislate guns. I want to go to Michael Bloomberg. This is one of my favorite clips of all time. But this is the mindset of people who are, who are trying to, uh, to ban uh, rifles right now. Go ahead. Let's get serious here. But that would ban most pistols. That would ban most... No, but pistols are different. You have to pull the trigger each time. Mm. An assault weapon, you basically hold it, goes... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, those are fully automatic. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, Agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, it's one of my favorite clips. Okay, too. and that's happened so many times. Mm-hmm. And, and it's happened to me in gun debates, uh, Twitter debates, in-person debates. Like, that's a thing. Like, it's like... It just happened to my wife on Facebook. Same say, exact claim. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Exact one. I, and I also love the technical term. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> hey, again, like, Bloomberg uh, is a moron uh, in, in many ways, but he's also the biggest funder of the anti-Second Amendment movement. A, guy, a movement, by the way, that outspends the NRA. Uh, they don't like to say that, but that the, they are outspending the NRA largely based on Bloomberg's money, who literally doesn't know the most basic thing about firearms. In this poll that I was talking about with um, uh, the YouGov poll that showed Warren doing well, in there, it's a 400-page poll. And they go through, you'd love this, they go through uh, policy after policy after policy on specifics when it comes to guns. And one of them is, it says, should we basically ban all semi-automatic weapons? To the average person who doesn't know anything about guns, that's like the scary things, yeah. right? No, that's like basically all, all guns, guns available. I mean, it's 99%, I don't know, probably 85% of all guns being purchased today are, would fall into that category. The average person is not thinking, I want to ban 85% of all guns. Mm-hmm. But when, because there's such a gap between knowledge uh, and, and emotion on this, we go down crazy roads. People will go for uh, down these crazy roads of that policy. That was the point. I think it was the Hill that did a, did mm-hmm. their report that Congress or Democrats had introduced a bill to ban semi-automatic uh, weapons. Ah. And so I'm thinking in my head, oh my like God. That's yeah. all of my guns, like yeah. every single one, almost other than the the revolvers and the bolt action rifles, right. like mm-hmm. that's everything. So mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? But the people who are reporting on it and who are writing the laws, mm-hmm. they don't know the difference. Yeah. That's scary to me. That's like, fascinating. It should not be happening. At this point, like, I, yeah. I get that people can sometimes get down these roads where, you know, it's a new issue. We do this every day. I mean, like, you know, we use, I always used to joke about how, like, as a talk radio host, your job is essentially to be a three-day expert on everything. Because if a new story comes up, you have to, like, holy crap, what the hell is that? Oh, okay, I'm an expert, and now it's gone. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's, it's a weird world to be in. <laughs> and I think that that's a thing that, you know, that, that happens in the media. This is too long, too yeah. much information. It's a, it's a foundational aspect of our republic. Yeah. Like you have to be able to know the very basics of this, uh, and the fact that they don't is, you know, it is a large portion as to why this debate is so. Uh, to be frank, it's just so dumb. I mean, you can't talk to people. My, you know, my wife just got. An, I talked to her on the air about this when she came in on when I was doing radio uh, last week, and she's had multiple Facebook battles going on as she usually does <laughs> with her liberal friends, which I know I'll never. Okay, explain. well, they come at her first. Uh, they do. They do. Thank no, you. it's true. I, you know, I think that's actually true. Um, but you know, like to to have to explain after ten messages. <laughs> What when they say, oh, well, we just got rid of this automatic weapons. And you're like, how can you possibly think that? How can you be posting your opinion online if you don't know what an automatic weapon is and a semi-automatic weapon? I mean, how do you if, if you don't know that those things have been banned for decades and, and in many cases going back to like the 30s, <laughs> how do you not know the very basics of this if you're going to be an expert and have these opinions. And it comes down to, they get angry at you for pointing them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they'll, they'll say, oh, well, I, I don't know all the details, but I, I, we have to stop the killing. And it's like, well, <laughs> yes, I would, I'm with you on that. But how do you know how to craft a policy if you don't know the most basic thing about the item you're talking about? And that would be fine if it was, again, if it was Facebook people. Right. Again, well, we're talking we're, about yeah. people who are educating and legislating 
uh, informing yes. the public. Uh, I was going to say, they're not really educating. Well, well they are, because it's, it's those Just people. Miseducating. Right, heard, they're miseducating. Right, like the person on Facebook is just a symptom, right? Like yeah. it's, it's it, you know, they've heard from some leftist blog who doesn't know anything about guns, who learned it from, you know, The Hill, who didn't know anything about guns, and, and then who learned it from Michael Bloomberg, who doesn't know anything and, about guns. And how, and how easy would it have been? If that was a different interviewer, to let that slip by oh, and yeah. go uncorrected, That's I'm like, amazing. I was, sh- I was that shocked. Way. That Whoever she, she is, that. I love her. Yeah. It, she did an awesome, I mean, an awesome job uh, of just very doing rare. her job. It's very rare. But easily could have been Chris Cuomo, and he was like, oh, let, "Let's move on." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. And yeah. then that's it. Then that's how it filters down to my right. poor wife. And then she's very angry. And everybody's worried. Oh, my God. We can't have guns that go. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> horrifying. By the way, I just uh, point this out. The guns that go uh, should be allowed because the that's the Constitution that's, that's uh, there. allows that as well. And the fact that we've uh, banned them is also unconstitutional. I am in this two percent in the poll that says the gun laws are not strict are are too strict. I think it was like something like four or five percent in the poll that said gun laws are too strict. So legal, you know yes, I could get on board. Yeah, legal, but but high, still highly regulated. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, we'll get into this another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, so really quickly, so really quickly, Politico is reporting that President Trump is talking with. Uh, he had a phone call with Senator Chris Murphy. Uh, about possible gun control Bad legislation. Um, now, this is just, uh, you know, obviously being reported on by, the, by Politico. We don't know how uh, factual this is, but apparently the talks are going to focus on a potential revival of uh, the Manchin-Toomey bill yep. after Sandy Hook, which would expand federal background checks. Look, I, I again, I, I, I'm pretty much everything's unconstitutional when it comes to guns uh, and, and restrictions. I have a, you know, I'm I, definitely an extremist on that one. We'll just put it that way. Uh, I will say, if you're going to have a, uh, a, a background check, red flag law type of bill, the Manchin-Toomey bill is l- legitimately a moderate bill. It yeah. is not, it's not, I mean, t- Pat Toomey is a good senator, and he's a good senator on almost everything. I, th- I don't think he's right on guns, but he, the, like all the like things that conservatives would complain about, like, for example, private sales, like I'm selling it to my son, I'm giving it to my son, we have to go through a background check, right. all that stuff is exempted in there. It's that, not, yeah. of those bills, it's not a bad one. But again, I don't. I, I think it goes into all sorts of areas that would that would be unconstitutional and are not going to be helpful. So is he dropping the red flag thing? Like the, I think that's is that part of the uh, Mansion Toomey bill? I the, believe it's included in there, isn't is it? it? In the Politico, uh, in the Politico article, they said it was unclear whether or not okay. red flag laws would be involved I bl- in this I one. I think it's. I mean, there's been so many of these bills. I could be getting this wrong. I think it's part of Mansion Toomey. Um, you know, and again, like that one makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. Like, we just all know how it's going to be misused and, right. and wildly. I mean, Trump gave us the best freaking example of it with yes. the Chris Cuomo video. Yes. I mean, he's trying to make this point about how great it is. Like, you're telling us like, you're going to put political <laughs> enemies on your list. No. Like, this is not a good <laughs> argument for your law. Uh, yesterday's poll, speaking of Chris Cuomo, uh, Fre- Fredo, uh, do you agree with Chris Cuomo, that Fredo Sorry, is... Sorry, I put my mug in your shot as the, you're doing that. I apologize. Is the N-word <laughs> I just realized. Italians. No worries, Stu. Just trying Sorry. to do a live television here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, 97% of you said no. 
Fredo is not the N-word for Italians. And 20% of you are Cuomos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a really accurate. bad word. Yeah. Probably that, You want to talk about an insult. Yeah, uh, sure. start, call someone a Cuomo. Call I know. I am, I, when I heard uh, the Fredo thing, I'm like, geez, Fredo is probably really insulted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Associated with Chris Cuomo? Yeah. Wow. Uh, today's poll, protesters in Hong Kong are demanding an end to the extradition bill with China and the ability to elect a leader of their choice. Do you think these Man. protests will inspire more dissent in mainland China? China. Talk Let about us know what you think. Man, they have ignored that story. Uh, like it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because they're carrying American flags or what, but like yeah. CNN's got Max Boot on talking about somebody who hurt his feelings and, <laughs> and what's going on in Hong Kong. I, I'm not seeing it anywhere. It's not even trending on Twitter. It's kind of surprising to me. I know. I, 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 I talked I, about it yesterday. Yeah, I do feel like this is going to be one of those stories. Where like, remember three years ago when Hong Kong rose up? We didn't do anything. These bastards. It's like really, we're not. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I mean, yeah. I if you're a person in Hong Kong who has this separation from China, doesn't have to deal with it. There's got to be a temptation to be like, guys, yeah. like, I know it's uh, these things are wrong, but like we got that we got that one law we were pissed off about re- repealed. We better stop it before China comes in and just starts, you know, Knowing people iron fist. I, yeah. I'm, I'm very scared of that at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let us know your thoughts at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You wanna, do you want to get in the shot again? Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.